0: Greetings St. Clair Community Church, Uh, this is Dave Arnold and Matt Pamplin. Mm -hmm. The accent is always the giveaway. All I've got, Dave, all (laughs) I've got. Uh, In light of this being a missional family Sunday weekend and not having our our big gathering together, we wanted to take advantage of space within our podcast conversation uh, to expand and unpack a little bit more uh, what discipleship looks like at St. Clair, we've done this occasionally, where we've t- taken advantage of podcasts as a way to uh, to do a bit more conversation and to give some more airtime to uh, stuff that's really important for our community, but we may not necessarily have the time or space to be able to do that well in our big gatherings on a Sunday. But we hope that this is a way that our whole community can engage with this topic and this conversation.
1: Yeah, St. Clair, right from the beginning, discipleship uh, was always really important to us. I mean, some of our modern language, I often think uh, the language of apprenticeship to Jesus can be helpful in terms of understanding what's happening in the New Testament. But St. Clair's vision is to make disciples of Jesus by living as a family on mission in uh, the Sherman neighborhood, Hamilton, and the rest of the world. So this idea of apprenticing in the way of Jesus, being like Jesus, learning to live the life for Jesus is super important to us. So I think there'd be different facets on how that takes shape at St. Clair. I think discipleship is a word that we throw out there. And normally, if you're like me, we then ask, but what do you actually mean by that? And how does that even happen at St. Clair? We've often used this, but Dallas Willard, the beloved uh, theologian philosopher said he would go to different churches and he would always ask them two questions. Do you have a plan for discipleship and is it working? And he would go on to say often the second question is irrelevant because we didn't even know how to answer the first one. And I think for St. Clair we've always tried to ask what would A plan for discipleship look like knowing that it's not going to be perfect it would change over the years and we're also recognizing that it's the spirit of God working in people's lives that does the work of formation and apprenticeship but having a plan was important Uh, I was speaking at a event a while ago and someone came up to me after and said do you think Jesus actually had a plan and I said, I think he was deeply intentional by how discipleship happened. He seemed to not just go around um, figuring stuff out on the fly. He seemed to intentionally gather a group of people to live with him and then show them the way of the kingdom. Now, there was organic parts to that. And I think discipleship is organic, but there's also a sense of an intentionality. So for this year at St. Clair, we're just looking at that and asking, what would a plan at St. Clair look like for discipleship? And I think we'll take some time maybe to unpack that for people.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we're we passionate about Jesus and about this thing of discipleship, of learning to live the way of Jesus. And we don't mean uh, for that to be offered in a way of saying, well, just go be more like Jesus and hope that we all just somehow accidentally figure it out. Uh yeah, there's, there is a way of living into it and and as Matt said some of that is intentionally learning it. So we, we have given considerable thought to how we do uh, what we do at St. Clair and why we do what we do. We're not offering a perfect version of something. It's it's actually something we revisit often to say, well, is it is it working? Uh, is it producing growth and maturity fruit in people's lives? Uh, is it Uh, helping us to learn to live the way of Jesus. So what we're offering is what we're calling is the discipleship pathway for St. Clair Community Church. Uh, And this is just laying out the ways that we're being intentional about learning to live the way of Jesus as a community. Yeah, I think when we use
1: the language pathway, we're not necessarily saying it's a progression or there's steps to it. I think we'd more say, here are some of the spaces in which we think discipleship will happen, and how do we allow for different spaces uh, to happen at St. Clair and then people can participate in those different things? And so we'll talk about a few different areas that this year we would say, here's, here's some areas at St. Clair that we think if you participate in these, hopefully we'd learn to live the life of Jesus together. So Dave, why don't we start
0: out by throwing out what some of those might be? Sure. Uh... Some of this will be really obvious and the stuff that we're all familiar with. And there's aspects to this that um, will be totally brand new. And uh, we're introducing some things for our community. Um, the thing that is probably most familiar to all of us is our Sunday gathering as a place of formation. And we, we are intentional about saying that it is a, a way of formation for us. Uh, we, we, Matt and I did a co-teaching on this uh, about a year ago saying oh sunday as a spiritual discipline that it's it's a choice that we make it's an intentional way that we are uh, are in community together learning to practice the presence of god together um it would be the widest catch or sort of the widest net of uh being a, a, a f- perhaps a first step into our community um That Not always. Some people find their way into our community through a missional family, Uh, but certainly Sunday gathering for us would be the widest point of contact for the kind of language that we use as a community to talk about how to live the way of Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think we've often said that what we... um practice publicly we want people to participate in privately as well and so we would say that the things we put together on a Sunday are deeply intentional (laughs) as surprising as this might sound we don't just throw it together (laughs) some weeks it might feel like that but worshipping God um, both in praise and then in some sense of lament together would be important to us having time to share story about what God's been doing in our community and listen to the stories of people and how God's brought transformation In the life, to break bread together, to share the Eucharist would be really important. We start our service with silence because we think we need, in a culture of noise, to be quiet. We want to take time to hear the word of God read because we think the scripture itself can form and shape us. But then to listen to someone teaching the text. We think our benediction, the blessing of God as we leave is important. That's why we have the Lord's Prayer, because we actually long for people to participate in a life of prayer. We also have coffee after and breakfast before, because we actually think being together over a meal and eating together and sharing fellowship is central. And that's not just the thing we do before we worship. We would say all of it is participating in worship. And so we We put our Sunday together because we would say we think those things over time shape and form us. I know I've said it a lot, but Jamie Smith's line has been really helpful. There is no formation without repetition. So as we do these things regularly, we actually believe they shape us. And I wonder if more than ever, this is just math. thinking this isn't the Sinclair party line, is in a culture that... uh, is so uh, fractured and fragmented and even disparate in terms of where we're lots in different spaces and directions just actually showing up once a week not because it's the religious thing to do but because we actually think by doing this thing consistently it actually does shape us and form us so i wonder even if uh, a countercultural thing to do is even just to participate weekly mm-hmm. in a worship service together
0: yeah and, and- I mean, ironic or not, we're using the platform of a podcast right now to hopefully, helpfully communicate information to our community that we want everyone to know. And we keep with the podcast to be able to share our teachings so that we are journeying with the same stuff together. But our change of location being at Ryerson and our change of service time uh, had us looking all over again at why we do what we do. On a Sunday, and there was a lot of prayerful consideration to how we craft our Sunday liturgy to be, as Matt was saying, the things that we practice publicly can be the reminders of how we learn to do it privately. Uh, And we're very intentional about what Sunday looks like so that uh, it can have the qualities of things that are perhaps the irreplaceable qualities of what it is to be together and to be in the presence of God together physically um in a way that uh just getting the information from a podcast teaching uh you know perhaps is 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 good uh but can only go so far and if a podcast teaching is sort of the supplement for what we chew on in in our walk with jesus uh you are going to find much better podcasts than what Matt and I can offer for Sunday teaching, so we just are reminding ourselves that uh, how we gather together on a Sunday, being in the same room, actually just really matters in our formation. Don't put yourself down, Dave.
1: <laughs> That's <is> great. <laughs> yeah. I think it's well, the final, just closes. I think we've shared this, but I think it's always a helpful reminder for me. Is we'd see our community as a fairly contemplative, charismatic. Community that the expression on Sunday is off will hopefully come from two different spaces, and we've grown to recognize that uh, essentially the contemplatives, the people who uh, would take thoughtful time to slow down and be quiet and uh, reflect and. Uh, be in that space they're longing for the presence of god uh, but also those that would be more uh, maybe demonstrative in worship charismatic outgoing to some degree uh, they also are longing for the presence of god so because of that we can meet together and say we all long for that and actually sometimes it's expressed differently but the diversity is beautiful to what it means to people of god and in doing that it also can form us
0: yeah, so Sunday gatherings are, are really important to us, and that's something we're committed to learning and growing in together in our discipleship. Uh, what is not going to be a surprise to anyone is missional families as being a place of formation for our community, and maybe also ironically, you know, we are talking about you know the value of missional family. Uh, on a weekend where we don't have a Sunday gathering, and, and we're often asked, oh, okay, so you know, if I'm at St. Clair, like is it more important to go on a Sunday or to be in a missional family? Like if I'm picking what what's what's bigger or better for St. Clair? And we're like, oh, the both. The answer is yes. <laughs> we're we're very much not trying to live in an either-or reality. We think to Uh, learn to love God and love others with our whole being uh, actually just requires a lot of things it's it's the big gathering together and it's being present in our homes together Um, maybe Matt you can give the like snapshot sort of like story of missional families coming into being for our community
1: yeah I think this is part of my journey, so I'm just going to share that. I, I think I lived with this tension for a few years of how does, um, having been involved in discipleship uh, for a few years overseas, um, how does my week life connect with my Sunday life? And I think I lived in a tension where it felt like my faith and following Jesus as it related to the church was Sunday morning and then like one midweek time maybe it's a bible study or something i think i lived in this tension and when i read acts there seemed to be an axe to this beautiful language that luke uses around they met in the temple courts and in each other's homes daily broke bread together you know there's this whole formation that happens around space outside of sunday and so i think in the early days at saint Clair's, this sense of saying how do we live life together in community outside of just a sunday morning and what does that look like? And when we looked at the threads of the scripture, the two threads seemed to be this idea of being a family who lived on mission together. And so we, we've we always joked, people say to us, how did you come up with or family? And it was not clever. It was like we were just a family who lived on mission together. And then we decided to say, how do we do that? And the practices that we've held to have been this sort of eating together, because families Eat together, but also ironically, Jesus ate with people far from the kingdom over and over again. So, eating and a meal seem to be central to following Jesus. Uh, prayer, we see that throughout the scripture as well, that a time to pray together, to listen to Jesus and then pray for each other and for the city was really important, the scripture being a part of that, not just a Bible study, but how do we actually live the Bible in terms of what is Jesus saying and what are we going to do about it, caring for one another. One of the massive marks of the early church to anyone outside was how Christians cared for each other and loved one another. And then obviously just this idea of serving outside of ourselves. The church has never just existed for itself. It's always existed to be the good news for a community and a neighborhood. And so there was this idea of how do we do that? That often involves one central time of a week. But we've always said um, missional family is not a once a week meeting, but it does involve one. And so what does it look like that out of this central space, we actually do life together? Um, And so, yeah, that's really the heartbeat of missional family. Two of the main pieces that often we get told are, oh, it's different to us. We thought it was a small group, but we actually realized it's slightly different to a small group. And some of the reasoning is, uh, one, the meal part. We have kids that are involved. We want our children to participate in the life of God and recognize that even for our children, church isn't just a Sunday. And this idea of how do we care and look outside of ourselves. And so that is missional family. I. I think the beauty has been over the years for me, it's been clunky, it's been messy, there's been times of heartbreak, there's been times of great joy. But I think when I read the scripture, I, I would be surprised if God ever said, your life won't involve something like a missional family, because it just seems to be so central. And we also believe it's a trying to work as family together. I think we talked about this Uh, Dave and Ella a bit this morning that just being family and working things through and trying to follow Jesus together in a culture that just gives up so easily and things will just walk away to say no what's it actually look like to really wrestle with these things and the gospel is really important
0: yeah our hope our longing uh, is that missional families are Places of belonging within our community that actually become something. Uh, that we, we learn what it is to be loved and accepted, to buy one another, to know the love of Jesus made real in our life through tangible relationships, being present with each other week in and week out in our actual homes or the places that we just live and do life. Um, but that we don't just exist for ourselves. Uh, these aren't sort of self-serving groups that the natural outflow is that we exist uh, for something bigger than ourselves. And, and these groups are in all of their unique ways. Every missional family has its own is learning its own unique expression of what it is to be on mission. And that is to exist for something more than self. We want to be people uh, who find belonging to become something that we bless others and, uh, And we're committed to this for the long haul. We realize that uh, the life of a missional family uh, can often, as Matt was saying, feel clunky and chaotic. And it can um, be a slow burn effect of realizing its significance and importance. Um, We're trying to learn it in such a way that, uh, you know, our kids are the ones who come after us, you know, what if they didn't know any different? What if what if they're shown a way of living into following Jesus in as holistic a sense as possible? Um, and we're trying to break ground on that to sort of teach ourselves how to do it. Um, and so we're constantly reminding our community to say, oh, these, uh, these are places that really matter, that really form us. This is the DNA of like sort of a deep identity of what, Life uh, in community looks like at St. Clair. Um, So, you know, we've joked for a while that you would have heard us every single Sunday say, hey, missional families are a big deal. Be part of a missional family. Uh, We still do that every week. We've just translated that now to a printed liturgy to be uh, a reminder to say, oh, this is really definitive to our community. We're trying to take advantage of platforms like this to be reminders to say, oh, this this isn't going away for us. We, uh, we long to, to go deeper with this together. One brief final thought I had is, one,
1: Jesus just calls a community to him. I'm going to essentially I think, his disciples function to my mind like a missional family. Like Jesus says, I'm not going to disciple you individually by yourselves. So you've got to figure this out. And even we see that as they try and work relationship together. The other part is, I think, the gospel. I'm going to say this is really annoying to me, <laughs> is the gospel is deeply sacrificial and it's not so self-centered. And I think missional family always pushes me out of a space where I get to go, how do I manufacture something that fits for me and works for me? I think missional family stretches me, which is actually an expression of the gospel. So I love my missional family, but with some weeks it's challenging. Some weeks I have to give up my own rights for the sake of others to love people and do that. And I actually think that's the expression of the gospel. And so... In some ways, that's why it is deeply important because it, I'm I'm often not living this on my own terms, which I think is what Jesus always does to confront that.
0: So, yep, yeah, it's uh, our entire leadership team uh, is part of their own respective missional families, and they all at some point have led a missional family. Like this is just a part of the air that we breathe as a community. It's it's something that we're all seeking to participate in together missional families actually were sort of the thing in existence before St. Clair was maybe necessarily in existence that, uh, the beginnings of St. Clair were a group of people in the Sherman hub neighborhood who gathered together to pray. And as they prayed together for this neighborhood with a sense of mission, there was a meal and a sense of family that started to be formed around that mission. Uh, and, that's kind of what gave way to then a Sunday gathering growing was was this already rooted thing of being a family on mission. We celebrated in June, you know, a five year anniversary of having a Sunday gathering, um, and missional family and Sundays have been you know the reality of life at Saint Clair for for more than five years now. And it's in the last couple of years that we, in asking this question of what is our plan for discipleship and is it working? We've realized that because missional family is trying to do so many things that are perhaps unique or new for a lot of people in our community. um, They are trying, it's trying to be a lot of things to a lot of people, but missional family can't actually be everything to everyone, um, which It's probably very obvious, but we, we've learned that as we went along, uh, and we realized, oh, Sundays and missional families aren't going anywhere, but maybe there's actually another layer. There's another sphere where discipleship can happen that helps complement uh, how we're formed on a Sunday and how we're formed in our homes. And that's where this thing called the huddle has, has shown up along the way for us, um, Matt, do I give some of the backstory of kind of how Huddle came uh, into our experience at St. Clair? Yeah, whenever you say something like this,
1: Huddle, people are like, oh, that's a weird word. What does that mean? It's just a name for a smaller group discipleship thing I guess it's super <laughs> articulate um, a few years ago I was as St. Clair was growing uh, and Missional Family was happening on Sunday morning I think there was this sense that how do we intentionally uh, find spaces to for discipleship for people for whom want to go a little bit deeper want to grow in their discipleship journey and missional family is amazing but as Dave said can't do everything and so a few summers ago I stumbled across this book Building a Discipleship Culture by an author called Mike Breen who had in her communities in the UK just tried to figure out how do we do this discipleship thing and also seemed to disciple people who make disciples. So what seems to happen in the life of Jesus is it doesn't stop with the 12. Jesus seems to disciple people who then end up discipling others and invite people into that journey and this perpetuates itself. And so I think Mike Breen was asking, how do we do that in our community? And so over a few years he wrote this book called Building a Discipleship Culture which was unpacking these smaller groups and all it was was smaller groups of people looking at certain discipleship themes of Um, identity prayer uh, work-life balance rhythm um like the idea of discipleship to Jesus being an invitation and a challenge. How do we listen to Jesus and respond to what Jesus said? Like all these themes of discipleship. And so he basically wrote this book talking about his journey of doing that within his own community. And so I decided to be in one of these huddle groups with some other leaders uh, from different churches in Hamilton, different true city leaders. And we participated in this just to figure out do we think this will work for St. Clair? Is this going to be something that's helpful? And over a couple of years of being in that, there was just this sense that, oh, this could be something that could be really beneficial for St. Clair, particularly in the area of asking, how do we disciple people in our own community? And also just asking, uh, what's something we could, that is tangible for us. I think I've always said about huddle, uh, we, it just seems to work. And so, we feel like that's been helpful uh, as we've thought about discipleship at Sinclair but if something better comes along that we think is way more viable and we can use that then we'll just do that too but it's really just kind of a tool for smaller group discipleship
0: yeah we uh, the way it landed for us was um, myself, Matt uh, Dina Thomas and Dave Knox who were a part of the leadership team participated in this huddle realized for us personally, the experience of doing it was really beneficial. And then felt like, oh, I think others in our community would really benefit from this. But we knew... Um that it would serve our community in a different way than missional families. Uh, and so it was three years ago now, um, or two and a bit years ago, um, that Matt, Dave Dean, and I uh, helped introduce some huddles within our own community that, that we led because we ourselves had been a part of it. Uh, and the way that uh, we found this was going to help was uh, this would be space for people that are leading in our community to have a place to pay attention to the work of God in their own life, and to be able to offer a way that um, they can go deeper in their own discipleship as they lead in other ways in our community, or perhaps in their own vocational work, um, and that these became spaces for yeah learning discipleship um, that I guess in a way would help fuel the work that we do um and we had a year of those uh and they were really encouraging uh and we realized oh this is tapping into something uh and it was finding a life in our community but the nature of it looked different and that uh it wasn't going to be something for everyone it was actually going to be more specifically for people that were leading and so we offered those on an invitation, um, basis. We, uh, had, um, sort of looked through, um, a handful of people that we, that we thought this would be a good, uh, next step for them to help them in their journey. And then we've done that now for the last two years. Um, we've, uh, had just a small number of huddle groups, uh, where we've been able to, invite people to help resource them as they're leading others um and it's been a beautiful journey to be a part of um it's something that we weren't broadcasting to our whole community because we knew oh, this isn't for our whole community this is actually going to be just for a smaller handful of people and as we evaluated um the ways that huddle has been really helpful uh for people in their journey uh we felt like oh i think we think this needs to stay something on a smaller scale that will continue to be our way when we talk about discipleship pathway this will sort of be the place where we're able to do what we say is leadership development and that's trying to help resource people in our community that uh are leading so that They're not running on empty, you know, in their own walk with Jesus as they help lead others. That's missional family leaders. That's um, people that are leading in in many different avenues in our community. Um, But we wanted to help give tools and uh, to create a space that would help them to go deep in their own walk with Jesus as they're helping others to do the same. I think
1: there's also recognition that uh, because of the way Huddle functions uh, to have been in one helps you understand what it is in order to lead others and we've always only had so much capacity to be able to do that and so there was also a sense that we could only invite a certain amount of people and so we've done that but we'll continue to do that at St Clair the reason we're Um, Showing about it today is that we know it's something that will continue to move forward and there's just seasons of life for some people that it wasn't the right season of life but it may be in this next season of life so I think it's just something that we continue to learn and grow in but it's also not something we felt it should be um, something for everyone because actually in being part of it Sometimes people feel like it's not the right thing too, and so we're we're open to that. But it's something that we would want to talk about because there's no uh, hiddenness to it, and we feel like it's something that we will continue to invite uh, Sinclair community in over the next year or so.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's where we are committed to it over the long haul. So in some respects, you know, we'd love for everyone at some point, you know, to participate in a huddle and and to be able to to be. Uh, I guess, resourced in that way. Um, But uh, we're just very limited to how many huddles we can do because we're very dependent on uh, who is able to lead them. So it will remain a small scale thing that uh, helps serve right now serves a part of our community. that is people that uh, are leading in different ways. Um, As, as huddle has played out and had life for uh, people in our community, uh, it helped us realize, oh, I think actually there's another evolution of what discipleship can look like at St. Clair. Uh, and we've been trying to think through and discern uh, what is uh, something that helps complement our Sunday gathering uh, missional families in our homes um, but for those who would be hungry and wanting um, for something more that, that maybe missional family can't quite uh, satisfy um, this is would be totally new for us this year but we've been working through how to introduce uh, prayer groups uh, in our community um, they uh, are groups that would be you know about four to six people, so they they are intentionally small, um, and they have the emphasis of prayer, confession, and Jesus. You know, if you want to simplify it to sort of three uh, values, um, it's something that we will do more in the coming weeks to be able to unpack better for all of us Um, but we want to give an open invitation sort of an open opportunity for anyone in our community to consider being a part of one of these prayer groups we'll likely name it something different than prayer group Uh, but these are smaller groups that would meet weekly like with a high commitment like it would be um, not sort of a casual thing or like a you know, come one week but not another. These these would be groups of people who, who lock in to meeting regularly and are practicing what it is to pray for one another, to learn how to pay attention to what God is doing in your own life and to have an avenue of of good, healthy confession and learning that discipline, that practice together. And it's really centering around growing in a love for Jesus And prayer and listening are the main modes of um, kind of creating that space. Um, We've had a real sense that uh, in our focus around prayer and hospitality as a community this year, we want to uh, create as many avenues and many spaces as possible to be able to learn how to pray in new ways and to be able to go deeper in prayer. And in a lot of ways, these prayer groups have kind of emerged as... Uh, what feels like the right thing at the right time for those that uh, would be hungry for something more.
1: Yeah, I think we have a sense that we want to help people Uh, pray together because I think that's uh, central but also important to where we're at as a church community and also to deepen relationship with one another as we share our lives and pray for each other. And so I think we would always say this discipleship pathway we've shared is open to being tweaked and changed and it's not something that's set in stone, but we've constantly been asking how do we help space create spaces for people to to learn more about disobship and step into those things. I think if we look at it next year, it may look again slightly different, but for now we feel like this is something that there's space here for anyone at St. Clair to participate, whoever you are, even whatever age you are and so we offer that I think we would also say if anyone has any questions or wants to know more there'll be more information coming out about some of these things and how to sign up for them or get involved with them but if you have any questions don't hesitate to ask one of us um, and try and figure that out but our heart for seeing people grow uh, to become more like Jesus and to live the life of Jesus is really important for us in our desire that that would impact our neighbourhood our city and so uh, we're really thankful for the ways people have dived into st. Clair and participated in so many of these areas and for us that's always a joy pastorally to see that and so we hope this year some of these extra things that we're talking about would be helpful for you
0: yeah we uh, you can expect in November that we would have um, I guess we'll call it an information night around these prayer groups uh, that we um, can do much more, uh, to unpack and tease out the things that we're just speaking generally to right now. Um, it's, uh, something that we, uh, are hopeful will be meaningful for our community. We've been anticipating, oh, that, uh, God might be, um, prompting uh, more than just a few people in our community hmm. to, to make a commitment like this, to going deeper in prayer with others. And this is not something that's uh, a replace of a missional family commitment. It's rather a compliment to it. Um, and uh, it would be a, a great avenue for those who uh, maybe this season of life, uh, huddle isn't an opportunity that's in front of them, um, but they – are ready and wanting for something more that is, you know, the robust, uh, way of going deeper alongside our Sunday gatherings and, and life as a missional family. Um, yeah, so we, we hope that's of help. I mean, that's a very general overview, but, uh, we know that Sunday doesn't always provide us, uh, this, um, chance to unpack things. So, um yeah we love our community and we long for our community to live in a out of a place of joy of learning to live the way of jesus uh we think it's an incredible adventure that we get invited into and uh to be able to do this with one another is a privilege and uh so we're we're thankful for the ways that our community yeah is is looking and hungry for more um uh that's uh it's a joy to be part of it in, in that way happy thanksgiving
1: i guess is the <laughs> yeah. sign off as an englishman saying <laughs> to canadians happy thanksgiving <laughs> all right enjoy your stuffing.